Remember the weight of the world That's a sound that we used to buy On cassette and 45 And now this little girl so I have the good fortune of being joined by Michael Sitarzewski, who runs Launch DFW and is extremely active in the DFW entrepreneurship and tech community. Michael, thanks for joining us. Good. Thrilled to be here. <laughs> there we go. So to say Michael is someone who is experienced in the entrepreneurship and tech community here in Dallas, I think is an understatement. Michael's been running Launch DFW. He's got his own projects that he's working on. And Michael is also an avid user of the Dart Rail. I thought that'd be a fun way for us to get started, Michael, just talking about dirt rail public transportation and the infrastructure in Dallas and how it supports you. So my wife and I used to live in Flower Mound, and uh, I would ride the train, the Green Line, from North Carrollton Station. It took about 45 minutes or so each way, and if I drove to the station, it took another 20 minutes, mm -hmm. so over an hour. But that time, when you're, spend, when you're on the train, you get to use it for other things. So instead of driving and bitching in traffic, right, you, you get to drive and play on your laptop or, you know, whatever, answer emails. So I loved that, fell in love with it, and then um, we moved downtown to the Cedars. So okay. there, there are three buses that service my area of the Cedars, two trains, it's a 20-minute walk and a five-minute bike ride. So, um, yeah, I love it, love it. One of the first things we did when we came back, um, or I did when I came back, was try to work with DART, um, the corporate entity, to get a startup pass for anybody that's in the startup community and get 25% off the annual pass. And that was really to try to build some culture downtown and then also make it easier for people in the suburbs to come visit, um, you know, the events and things that we do downtown. Awesome. So starting with the startup group, how did you get active with that and how did you first get introduced to it? Here in Dallas? Here in Dallas. Are you, here from, are you from here originally? I moved here in 89. Okay. Um, from Tacoma, Timing. Washington. Mm. And then, um, you know, did graphic design business uh, between the time that I got here in 1993 and about 1994, we did uh, our first startup. Okay. So um, I didn't go to college, so I had to teach myself kind of everything on the fly, um, from programming to server infrastructure and networking and all of that stuff. Um, and then built a few companies in the 90s. Really didn't have a community or a support network, so just kind of did stuff on our own. Um, the internet was our support network, which mm -hmm. is kind of the way it is now, right? Sure. Um, the idea of startup community didn't, didn't really occur to me until we moved to Boulder in 2006 to get one of my companies funded. And uh, once you plop into Boulder, it's, it's kind of remarkable. And you land there, um, people welcome you with open arms, how can I help? It's a give before you get kind of mentality. Mm. And so kind of fell in love with that. I mean, it's really hard to argue with the mountains and the the weather and everything, plus having this wonderful community around you. Techstars was created there. Brad Feld, you know, um, and his team have mobile or uh, foundry group there. Really easy to fall in love with it. But the the return is when I would come back to see family on my way to Austin, which is what everybody thinks of Texas and startups. You think of Austin. Um, who's doing all of the stuff we knew in Boulder? Who was doing that in Dallas? Right. And the answer was nobody. Like there was nobody doing it. There were a bunch of really cool things going on. Um, Tech Wildcatters and the deck was about to launch at Trailblazer Capital and kind of all the, the pieces of an ecosystem but if you'd asked any of them where the community was they would say there isn't one or it's really small or you know, whatever good luck with that so I took that kind of as a challenge moved back and said hey you know if there are two of us that agree that we have the best um, ecosystem around this microphone we have the best ecosystem there is it's two people but it's really strong so if you start changing the vocabulary Everything's awesome. So the tech boom, that, or I call it tech boom, I mean the software development and the hardware development that took place in Dallas 
didn't really spill over to a startup community? What happened? I mean, you watch shows like Halt and Catch Halt Fire, and, Catch Fire yeah, and you're right. thinking, well, this was, why didn't Dallas, or I'm not going to say why didn't, but um, mm-hmm. th- did that not spill over into kind of a tech startup community here in Dallas? Why didn't that foster, or did it? Did you show up after in the 80s and, and meet a, a technology community that was, like it's portrayed on television? Well, they're a different period, right? So what it took to build a startup before, if you remember that Halt and Catch Fire, how yeah. many millions of dollars it took them to launch a product uh-huh. back then. And it was a fictitious show or whatever, but right. it was millions and millions of dollars to build a hardware company. Well, today, in fact, tomorrow, there's a, uh, a young makers meetup at the library, right? It's teaching kids 8 to 18 how to build robots. Think, think about that in the context of the 80s versus now. The economies are just completely different. Right? Right. This is a free program at the library to teach your kids how to build robots. That's amazing. Um, but, but these people were very competitive as well. So in the 80s, you think of oil, you think of real estate, you think of territories and being like, I'm not going to share my secrets with you. I'm going to go build this thing. I'm going to hire a team. It's skunk works. We're going to work in a basement not share anything, that was counterintuitive to what we know today as a community. But we had bulletin boards, dial-up bulletin boards, and so we had the kind of the software side of the community back then, but there wasn't a physical Was there the talent? Community. The talent was all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't get here until 89, so I don't know kind of previous to 89 what was uh-huh. going on, but after that, there certainly was talent. I was surrounded by people that were building things like me, but there wasn't, let's go have, um, let's go watch companies present, uh-huh. you know, on Tuesday night in the 90s. It just didn't happen. See, when I think of the 90s in Dallas, I always think of, like, the music scene that was taking place and how Deep awesome that was in West Dallas. Man. Yeah, I mean, was that spilling over into some of the creative elements of what y'all were trying to do with the startup movement, or did that not touch? Did this not touch? If, if you separate kind of the tech from the creative stuff, uh-huh. um, we had a loft in Deep Ellum. We oh, had a cool. print uh, print design company and a print brokering service in Deep Ellum uh, in the mid-90s. And that was, you know, there's a lot of a lot of happy hours and things like that, but when you look at um, an Angular JS meetup or something very tech specific, I didn't. I know if it was here, I didn't know about. It. Yeah. So what's, what's cool about launch DFW lately? I've been seeing it everywhere. So I'd yeah, like to see from that perspective. Yeah. What, um, what you think? There was a kind of a transition period where you know Bradley created the thing, a lot of interest in it. Um, brought on we worked together through 2013 I guess it was really built up some momentum there he got busy with Velocis mm-hmm. uh, which is his development company and then one of those projects uh, Skyrise actually started to demand a lot of his attention mm-hmm. so he ended up um, spending less time on Velocis and then no time really on launch DFW uh, brought in some other leadership to try to get something done nothing ever materialized so there was really a decline in attention um, not only from the community but also from the people running the the ship saw that as an opportunity to take this wonderful brand that did exist, try to rebuild something new. So over the last 30 days, a little more, a little more than 30 days, we've been able to double um, not only you know the, the obvious metrics, but um, engagement as well. So Launch DFW is back. It actually will have more traffic and more engagement this past 30 days than it ever has. An entrepreneur who's pretty new comes to you and says, um, you know, I've got this great idea. How do I proposition my value? You start by saying. Let's start from the bottom up. Yeah, let's start from the bottom up. Probably the most important thing is if you're not in the community already, the startup community that we have here, it's wonderful, get involved in that first. So take your idea, pause on it for a minute, spend about 30 days getting to know what the resources are available to you here. 
Um, and that's everything from you know, like whiteboard sessions at the deck, that's meeting with Sarah and I, that's volunteering at some event that's coming up. Like just get to know the people that are here because I may not be the best resource for you. Mm-hmm. That question may not be best for me, but there are other people that can answer it. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. We just get connected. Yeah. We've not had that in Dallas until the last two years, so let's focus on that. Okay. Are there, are there certain areas of Dallas where that's being concentrated? Is it not just Deep Bellum, or is it, um, yeah, Deep I don't Bellum, want to question, but... Well, it's, it, we just kind of had this discussion, actually. Uh, Fort Worth mm-hmm. has a lot of cool things going on. Denton has cool things going on. Frisco is starting to really establish um, a core in the $5 billion corridor, or $5 billion mile, whatever that is. Uh, downtown Plano has activity. Um, there's stuff going on in North Dallas. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Um, the thing about downtown Dallas is we've got a really great walkable ecosystem here. We were talking about that kind of offline, right? Yeah. Um, you can walk from one end to the other in 15 minutes. You can grab, if you're a dart rider and you have a pass, you can go from one end to the other in three minutes. You just grab one of the buses. So um, downtown Dallas certainly has its concentration. We have, you know, five accelerators down here and six co-working spaces. So as far as density goes, it's probably the easiest to get connected. But that doesn't belittle any of the other cities. They're all still a part of the same community play a great role in it. Yeah, so geographically it's actually an advantage, but there are some things that are. Um, So the Dallas entrepreneurship community, what's the good and the bad? That's a broad question too, but I mean. Huge question. Yeah, I mean if you had to isolate top three good, or top two good, top two bad. Hmm. It doesn't have to be a politically correct answer. No, 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 it's not, and it's not. (laughs) I hate Larry, the guy that works at Starbucks downtown. That could be your answer. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. No, that collaboration is probably the strongest thing and I keep going back to that but it's really one of the key parts of a good successful community so in Boulder right I'll use that as a reference you go into that city you go to Boulder Open Coffee Club which I ran and you would meet everybody you needed to know and there wasn't really a judgment unless you were a complete tool Mm -hmm. if you came in there and said I'm going to rule this town and I want to do this and I want to do that and everybody needs to get out of my way well you were kind of like I don't know anybody you need to talk to Mm -hmm. (laughs) right but here in Dallas um, we don't have the problem. We have people coming in from Chicago, and two people just moved in from the Valley. People are coming in from all over the place, and our open and collaboration is probably the strong suit. Well, that's great to hear that Dallas's open architecture is allowing people to move here and getting people excited. Tell me a little bit about your plans for downtown and what you think can be done there. The, the realization is, over the last probably six years, right, um, several before I got back, but specifically the last two, People are moving downtown. Downtown's occupancy rate for their apartments, 95%. Was that a fact? Wow. If you, can, if you can build an apartment building in downtown Dallas, it's full before you finish it. It's remarkable how many people want to live in an urban core, mm-hmm. right? And the tunnels are still here. Tunnels weren't the problem, so we kind of talked about that offline. But we can make the tunnel something really cool. The problem is, is when you have too many people that are associated with the old reason the tunnels existed, so Gosnell and uh, Crawford downtown, DDI, they really don't like the tunnel system because they associate it still with the cause of the vacancies downtown. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You can keep doing that if you want to, or we can move on and live in the future instead of dwelling on what happened. Go for it, man. Let me touch touch on that subject one more time. Um, We do a lunch. It's called the Players Lunch. It happens every single month. Um, It is not for startups it's an invitation only event but it's not closed Mm -hmm. meaning this lunch specifically is for people who provide some sort of value or infrastructure or something to the startup community 
and it's not just downtown Dallas. We have people from Fort Worth come, people from Denton, people from McKinney, Frisco, all over the place come to this launch once a month. When I think about the Dallas startup community, it's all of that. It's not downtown Dallas. It's not North Dallas. It's everything. And I understand why some people might feel that. Feel differently. They're still a part of the community, right? But Fort Worth has a brand. Fort Worth yeah. really wants to bring people to Fort Worth, and that's awesome. Um, there, I don't have a conflict with that. But I, I specifically started that lunch so that people from around the entire more global community would have a chance to get to know each other and share data and share needs and um, that kind of stuff. Awesome. It's more of a national approach, trying to get people in the whole country to be aware of what's going on here in Dallas as opposed to a Texas view. Okay. There were other things going on, cohab, cohabitat, and you know some other things like that. But in earnest, so like a little a, shorter than it's, <laughs> it's a hell of a lot shorter, right? Our our time to where we are now, the trajectory is like a rocket, and I think we're going to keep that. But the realization is, as you grow and you grow as quickly as we are, um, our community is going to start to have splintered needs. Uh-huh. Not that we're dividing the community, but let me ask you this question: If you've just raised 1.5 million dollars. Um, you now have a board of directors, you have investors, you have um, employees, you have product, you've got all these things to manage. You have a different set of requirements than the person that's still thinking about their idea mm-hmm. when they come to the deck and watch One Million Cups. Oh, for sure, yeah. So right now I feel like we're, we're, our community is heavily focused more on things like One Million Cups and the Open Coffee Clubs and things like that less focused on the needs of the more advanced yep. people in our community, right. and you'll start to see some changes around that. In fact, mm. um, TextChange, if you've ever heard of TextChange, they just did a complete rebuild of their um, reach in the market. They're going towards those companies, the Series A and beyond companies. Mm. Um, we've got a couple of uh, events that we're going to start doing that are geared more towards those CEOs and CTOs. So. I think that's probably the next real realization is that we're going to start to see a little bit of um, the needs are going to change. Here's what I want Launch DFW to be. Launch DFW, if you if you picture a cloud of our community, uh-huh. you picture like Dallas, Fort Worth, and all the cities, and you draw a layer above that, that layer that sits on top of it is Launch DFW. So basically everything that comes out of the community goes through us. And then we can help other organizations figure out how to use that data. Right. So we've got our partnership with Dallas Innovates. We've got um, other partnerships coming online, hopefully here in the next couple of months, that will really help tell the story of what our community is about. We've got a culture map that's handling the culture side of things, but they don't specifically focus on culture as it relates to startup founders. Mm-hmm. They relate to Dallas culture. That's fine. There are other opportunities. When you come in from Boulder, or you come in from, uh, not Boulder, but you come in from Chicago, and you don't own a car, uh-huh. what's the first thing you think you have to get when you get to Dallas? A car? A car. Well, you don't. If you live within downtown Dallas, Inc., uh-huh. 15 districts, DART is by far the best way to get around if you're not going to walk. It's easy, it's fast, it's convenient, it's everywhere. If you step outside of that, it gets a little more interesting, but if you're within downtown Dallas, Inc., 15 districts, there's no need to own a car. There's a grocery store up McKinney Avenue. It's called Whole Foods. There's one coming into 1401 Elm, right downtown, 50,000 square feet. Um, Alamo Draft House, right? Eight movie screens in the Cedars. There's all this stuff. It's right here. So it's that story. How do we tell that story yep. 
that so that other founders from other cities find this place really interesting. 20 billionaires, right? Like, like, this story is something yeah. that just needs to be told. That's what Launch does. Awesome. Well, Michael, I really appreciate it, man. If there's, um, if there's any events that you guys have coming up, is there anywhere that people can direct themselves to locate? To Maybe launchdfw.com slash events. That would be a good start. Yeah. Okay, launchdfw slash events. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Cool? Cool. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Take care, it. man. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sarah. Is there any last words? No. <laughs> last. <laughs> any final comments? So that's it. My sit-down with Michael Sitarzewski. Really glad that he came and um, educated me on a lot of the things that were going on with the tech community, talking about tech, entrepreneurship, launch DFW, the dark rail, everything from what's going on here at DFW to Addison to the surrounding areas to the nation um, in the tech community and entrepreneurship. So hats off to Michael for Michael Sitarzewski for taking on such a large such a great responsibility and great for his insight and his uh, outlook. He's an informative guy. Definitely somebody with his finger on the pulse for the Dallas community and the tech space. So uh, impressed, happy Michael sat down with us and just very grateful. Uh, any comments and questions should be directed at my at Will Radio Run. That's at Will Radio Run. That's the Twitter page. Happy to answer anything and direct you to Michael uh, for any entrepreneurship questions. Uh, I would also ask you to direct you to Michael's page. Launch DFW is a great resource. So <laughs> go to launch, as he said, launch DFW events. It's a great place to start. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Then next week we'll get somebody else who's just as equally great. Thank you, Michael, and thanks for listening. Bye.